from his studios in New York. It's time for Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, where sports meets life. Here's your host, Dan Tortora. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on wakeupcalldt.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on mixlr.com backslash wakeupcalldt. We are live inside of the Charney's Menswear and Tuxedo Studios. You're also watching on facebook.com backslash live now. DT and up next on the broadcast here inside of Mon Paz Kettle Corn and Popcorn Factories, what's popping are the Liverpool Warriors here for our significant sound bites segment of the week where we spotlight one interview and one conversation. And I'm honored and privileged that this is the one we get to do. I just had Paul Bonus as well as his team, Mike Salinas, Adam Ritter, and Jack Pento join me on stage at Home Team Pub. We spoke about the season that started off with the team losing six of their first seven games. Then they went on a four-game winning streak up to the time that we were talking and had an opportunity to move forward in the semifinals. They did that, so it's now a five-game winning streak, and they will play this Monday night for the sectional final, the sectional championship. And I could not be more excited for these gentlemen. They were an absolute pleasure to have very positive kids, made me think, asked me a lot of deep questions, and had one of the best conversations that, I, I you know, for me, and I'm not just saying this, I, in all honesty, this is, you know, that, that sit-down at Home Team Pub was one of the best ones that I've had since I started doing this thing 17 years ago. So whatever Paul's doing and whatever these parents are doing, I give him a lot of credit because these young men definitely made it fun, and, and so did Paul. And Paul made me Paul made me have to go deep on stuff, and he called me out on a lot of things, too. So we're going to bring him on to the show here today and see how he's doing. Paul, how are you? I'm doing well. Uh, Dan, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. Yeah, we did have a lot of fun on uh, Monday, and the boys keep talking about how uh, they want to get back on the air. You know, they want to hold you to your promise of if we win, that they want to get back on the air. Well, you know, speaking of holding me to my promise, I told them, I, I said, listen, when they said they, they loved it and they wanted to come back, I said, if you guys win, I will bring you back and we will get back on this stage and we will do another broadcast. And they went out there and won the game. So and now they have one more opportunity here, one more game to go to win the win the championship for the sectional. And, you know, it's for, for me, I, I am a man of my word. I will more than happily keep my word. And I'm very very excited and, and proud this morning that we can come on to the broadcast and talk about the fact that, you know, I, I'm going to be held to my word because that means that you guys won. Yeah. You know, um, it's just been, it's just been quite, it's just been quite a journey here along the way for us. And, um, you know, it's funny, a couple of the guys just walked into the, just walked into the room, including Dan Shaver, who can't wait to get back on the radio. You know, he's the one that's been saying that uh, I hope that, Dan Tator holds his holds his word about getting on. So yeah. uh, they're really enjoying themselves, and uh, I know that Justin Taub, who's another one, you know, he's not much of a talker like Mike Salinas. We'll have to get him up there too. Yeah, absolutely. And 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 since Mike, you know, had his debut of of you know having his first words publicly, has he been speaking more in practice? No, <laughs> no, he's he's right back to he's right back to the same old same old Mike that he that he has been, which is which is the guy that we're, we're used to and, and the guy that, uh, you know, the, his teammates really have come to respect. 
Absolutely. And, 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 you know, we got to sit down with those captains with Mike and Jack and Adam. And I know you answered, you know, some, some questions that I had, you know, posed to you at, at home team pub about them. What did you see from them in this game? And, and I, I know we've talked about them overall this season, but the back against the wall, I mean, your captains, those, those are the guys that you lean on. You got some young guys on the team that Adam was mentioning, just how they corralled the guys together and how they continue to be leaders on the team. Well, they each each guy brings something different to the to the leadership role and to our team. You know, each one leads in a very different way. You know, Mike is much the more the silent type and that type of leader, and you know he leads by his play and, and that stuff. And then Adam is, you know, he's more vocal. He's sort of the organizational guy, um, and you know he's sort of the the inspiration and the heart. Like Adam is not the most talented guy, and he'll be the first to tell you. But he's the guy that will step up and he'll play any role that you need him to roll and do roll and do anything that he needs to do. And he always plays within himself. And then Jack is, you know, Jack is the guy that's going to put the team on his back and, and he's going to leave it all out in the field, you know, every time. And he's the guy that people lean on to get us the goal when we needed to get the goal. And you know, he got us the tying goal in the second half. Um, on uh, on Wednesday, and then our other captain Brady Bernard, who wasn't able to come there, um, this poor kid has been sick. He was dealing with a sinus infection, ear infection. Um, you know, went out there and played, went into the bathroom, threw up at halftime, came back out, went back on the field, and, and gave it everything he had. So I think when our teammates look at those four guys and what they're doing, um, they draw off of that. They draw off of that type of leadership. And, and, ha- and having that leadership and, and having, you know, obviously the, the poise and the ability to get into this game and do what they did. And the gentlemen were talking to me about the fact that, you know, there, there were injuries that happened. There were guys that, you know, couldn't get out there. You know, Mike and, and Jack uh, last season uh, unable to get out from circumstances that were beyond them. To see them out there running around on this field and, and having this opportunity to keep it going and, and knowing what they went through last year, just what that meant to you when, you know, that final whistle blows and these guys are still playing after last year having to watch with something that was, was well out of their control. Yeah, I felt – I know that they felt relieved. I was like, you know, we had one more training session to get through before the game and I, we just wanted to make through make sure we could get through it. And Mike's actually been dealing with a little bit of tightness in his hamstring and so we've been very careful with him. But I, I'm just really happy, not just for those two guys, but just happy for all of the guys in general that they're experiencing this. And, you know, as a coach, you start to use it as – you know, a tool to set a bar and expectations for your program going forward. And, you know, Liverpool's always been, you know, uh, in the top two or three and, you know, four every single year in this very competitive double A, you know, soccer, you know, soccer bracket and in, in league. And for us to kind of be where we're at this year down record wise, but to be in the finals, you know, just shows the competitiveness of all of the guys and all of the players and what it means to them to, to reach the finals. And to, to be in these finals, obviously you had to go up against Henniger this past Wednesday, October 30th. And, you know, you won that game three to one, just what you could say about, you know, the level of play against Henniger and, and what you were able to do, maybe, you know, the game through your eyes, how you saw it as it, as it played out. Well, we got down early one, nothing, um, on a goal that, uh, we really could have, could have been avoided. It was a couple of things, a couple of mistakes led, led to the goal, but, um, you know, I let the guys figure it out. I was a little concerned, um, 
that we might have a little bit of a letdown after such a big win against FM, you know, emotionally and, you know, just where we were with the whole thing and how we would deal with a little bit more pressure, you know, knowing that, hey, we can't just, you know, we beat FM. Now, really, this game, we have to show that beating FM, you know, wasn't a fluke, that we are a good team and we need to beat Henniger. So, you know, we were, as the game went on, we started to play better and play better. And Henniger is so hard to play against because their kids just work so hard and they run at you and they're so athletic. So we just had to keep just trying to do our thing and wear them down. And, you know, we got to halftime and we were down one nothing and didn't panic. And I just said, guys, we need to, we need to play a little bit more motivated. We need to get a little bit more hungry in the box. You know, we need to play a little bit more our style and, um, you know, do some other things. And as soon as we got that first goal, and it just it just took off. It just took off for us, and um, we just you know from I don't know we scored I think the first goal twenty five minutes in the second half, and then from there on out we just opened them up and just went right after it. For you to to see how far this team has come along, speaking here with Paul Bonus of the Liverpool Warriors boys soccer team, the head coach, just you know. What I mean, you've been a part of the program for such a long time. This is your first year as a head coach. Have you seen anything like this? Have you can you compare this to any other team, any other adversity that had happened? Are there any parallels, or is this truly its own unique story, in your opinion? Um, this is really its own unique story, to be honest with you. And you know, the last time that we won the sectionals was 2016, and the team that we won it with there, we. Um, had you know some older players we had some good leadership and we weren't the best team you know there were a couple teams that were better than us but we just gelled at the right moment so that would be the only parallel that i would make with 2016 is the the fact that i think that that team gelled at the right the right time for sectionals and we had kind of gone through a period in 2016 where we had like four games that we tied like right in a row you know this team you know we were three and ten with three games to go dan yeah. And, you know, we, we had to win three. And so, you know, in the other years, we've kind of gone into sectionals and we've been a one seed, a two seed, or a three seed. And we've had a lot of pressure on us to perform. Yeah. The difference is we went as a seven seed this year with no pressure on us and we just let it all ride. And here, we're, here we are. So I really think this year is just its own unique story in terms of, um, the battles that we went through, the injuries that we went through, and the fact that we were almost not here. And for you, like you said, you know, you come in as a seven seed, you can let it all ride because, you know, you're not a one, you're not a two, you're not a three. There isn't that, you know, expectation maybe from the outside looking in. I know you don't want to lose games. I know you don't want to be, uh, you know, three and ten and be in that situation again. But is is there something to be said about the fact that, you know, you come in as, as a, a seven seed and, and there is no expectation except for the expectations that you hold upon yourselves. It, does that have its own benefit in a way, you know, making making a potential negative into a positive? I think it can. I think I don't I don't think that that would be the case every year. I think this situation for us having to win three in a row and, and basically saying every game was a sectional game for us and playing with our back to the wall really helped us out as we got you know, when we started sectionals. But I think that you do see, like, if you go and you were to scroll through all of the brackets, you know, in the Section 3 soccer, um, there's not a lot of one seats left. 
um, you know, there's a lot of one seeds that were that are that were beaten and that were out of it, you know, especially in some of the lower brackets. So I think that that's what makes sectionals great is that it opens it up and sometimes it's not the best team that wins it's the team that's playing the best at the time that wins and right now i just think that that's where we're at i think we're just playing our best soccer right now um and you know we certainly have a a very big challenge in front of us on monday speaking here with paul bonus the head coach of the liverpool warriors boys soccer team and paul you talk about the matchup you have on monday The, the game is going to be at jamesville dewitt It'll be against Baldwinsville. Baldwinsville is the top seed, the number one seed. You, as you mentioned, are the seven seed. You've played Baldwinsville twice already this season, played them at home and on the road, lost three to nothing back on September 19th at home, and then on the road, lost to Baldwinsville on October 10th, four to one. What did you learn from those those two games? You know, despite them being losses, there's always something to take away. What did you learn from the two games so far against Baldwinsville that can help you in this game? Well, you know, when we, we went to play in the second time, we, we tried to make some changes and, and we were in a situation where we were like, listen, let's go in and let's play this way and let's do things this way to try to keep the game close to maybe try to get a tie or to do something. And we didn't play the way that we're playing now. So for me, I kind of took it as, listen, you know, um, I, I changed some things and I tinkered a little bit too much. But, you know, ultimately what I took away from it is that they're, they're a very good team and it's going to take a very good effort and we're going to have to play very well like we did against Baltimore to or to, against FM, excuse me, to beat them. But I think that, um, you know, we're one of the few teams to score on them this year. Yeah. Uh, they don't give up a lot of goals, so I think that that's good for us. Um, you know, we're for the most part pretty healthy. We took a couple of injuries in, in, in Wednesday's game, but I think that our guys look at it and say, you know, we didn't play great against them both times we played them and we're playing better. So I think that they're, and they know having beaten FM, that if we beat FM, that we can give Baldensville a game and, and we can beat them. And when you look at that, you always go back to that, that FM game. What is it about FM when you say, you know, if you, when you talk to this team, when you talk to your guys and say, if we beat FM, we can, we can, we could beat Baldwinsville. We can hang with Baldwinsville. We could do this. What is it about, you know, Fayetteville Manlius and the respect there and, and, you know, just, just that game itself that, you know, can help catapult you in your opinion and help you in a game against Baldwinsville to, to be able to go back to that game of a different school. Why, why FM? What is, you know, what's kind of the, the worth to that and why you utilize that? Well, clearly FM and Beville had separated themselves from everybody this year as the top two teams. Um, you look at their record, they were all, you know, always ranked in the top, you know, six or seven in the state, both of them. Um, you know, they, the only loss that FM had and only tie that they had was to Baldwinsville. So those two teams had clearly separated themselves. Um, you know, FM has, uh, you know, the leading scorer in section three for class double A on their team, you know, kid that's going to Syracuse and he surround, was surrounded by a a lot of other really good players and you know they're a team that beat us twice and you know i think so when you can use them as a measuring stick for listen if we can play to that level um against fm you know beville is on the same level as them we can play at that level also you know the seven in front of us is just a seated number it doesn't in my mind it doesn't really show how good you're at or where your ceiling is you know so that's how i that's how i gauge it and i think that that's how our guys are starting to gauge it too that you know when you step on the field like we're in the finals we're there for a reason 
you know, we didn't, um, you know, we didn't back our way in. We didn't get lucky. We earned our way in. And so I think we have to feel good about that, knowing that, you know, we've beaten two good teams on the way there, FM and, and Henniger. And then moving forward, having that opportunity, like you said, you know, against Baldwinsville, that you've already shown that you didn't back your way in. You beat two good teams on the way to get to where, to where you are right now. And that game, once again, for everyone, is this coming Monday, November 4th at 7.30 p.m. And the game is going to be at Jamesville DeWitt, who is the host for this Class AA final game. Uh, final words, Paul, uh, on this game. Uh, something that, you know, maybe you've, you are thinking of with the kids or saying to the kids as, as you step forward. I know you talked about, you know, we can hang with anyone. We've we've taken down good teams on the road here. FM was the number two team. Baldwinsville is the number one on that line. So, and like you said, been ranked in the States and respected all the way through the season. What other words do you say to these guys as they go forward? You know, I, before we played FM, I, you know, I kind of tapped into, you know, Herb Brooks and, um, you know, 1980 Olympic hockey before they went out to the, to play the Soviet Union. And he says, you know, they might beat us nine out of 10 times, but they're not going to beat us tonight. And I, and I used that with them before the FM game. And I think it resonated with them. And, you know, I just kind of tell them that they have to be their own individual motivator, you know, like that, you know, the competition will breed them playing hard and will push them to play hard, but they have to push themselves as well. And, you know, no matter what happens at the end of the day, win or lose, you know, we have everything to look forward to going forward, you know, everything to be proud of. Um, it is unbelievable, Dan, how proud this community is of them and how proud this school is of them. Um, you know, and they are walking around with their heads held high. They're walking around and getting congratulations. And, you know, uh, they're on the radio show with you. And they love that. And for me, I look at that and say, that's a success. You know, all those other things, you know, winning on the field is important. And the, the, the bonds that they have formed and the memories they have formed, they'll be with them forever. But what they're learning about themselves and how hard they can push themselves is what's going to help them going forward as young men and the relationships that they're creating. So for me, this whole process is, is not just about winning the sectional finals, which would be fantastic, but it's about all the other stuff too. And I remind them of that on a daily basis about putting themselves, you know, fighting for each other and playing for each other. And that's what we talk about. You talk about the community and the school getting behind them, the community getting behind them, a, a tremendous community at Liverpool how would you describe, you know, just, just what it's been this season or maybe the resolve of, of, of that support or some of those fans and, and whatnot? Because, you know, I'm getting to learn this community. I'm getting to learn Liverpool. You know, I wasn't I, – I, I was born on the north side. You know, I grew up on Court Street. And, and so, you know, I, I wasn't in this growing up, but I've gotten to learn about it over the past year. How would you describe this community? And you just gave them a shout out for their love and support. Just what you can say about them and and what they've done, and and, and maybe some words that that people should know when it comes to Liverpool and, and the surrounding area. Well, you know, first of all, that as as you go further in sectionals, the crowd grows bigger, and you know, you gain more support. And what's been great is the is the reaching out from old players and alumni of the program that come to the games and, you know, them reaching out to me and, 
in talking about how proud they are of the program and how proud they are of these guys. And, and the community's just been wonderful. We, we have a great program here from, you know, seventh grade on up. Um, you know, we, we've got a great Liverpool youth soccer league program that is, that is getting much better that a lot of these kids have played in. And, um, you know, I get great support here from Ari Lieberman and the athletic department and everybody that's involved, our administration coming to the game, um, you know, assistant superintendents coming to the game. And it's just been, it's just been awesome. And, and for our kids to see all those guys at the game and, um, you know, to be getting messages from, you know, guys, you know, former players that are playing in college and, and seeing what's happening. And for me, that makes me feel really good. But for the players to be getting them those messages, it makes them feel really good too. So uh, the community's just been wonderful. And um, Liverpool Athletics is, is really in a good place right now. You know, our football team is in the, is in the sectional semifinals. Uh, our boys volleyball team is in the sectional semifinals. Our swim team is still going. Our cross country team is are still going. So it's a great fall to be part of Liverpool in terms of the athletics and the community around here. That coming from Paul Bonus this morning, Liverpool Warriors boys soccer head coach and the head coach for the first time ever as he's been with the team now for 10 seasons, this being his first as a head coach. So Paul, as always, uh, you know, I appreciate it. I loved sitting down with you and the guys on Monday. I really honestly hope, you know, I, I, out of all the times that I hope somebody makes me keep my word, this is one of those top ones. So I, I really, you know, it, you're you, you, Floyd Little said a long time ago to me when I when I met him, there was three of us standing around him and he said, your word is the most valuable thing you own. If you don't have your word, you have nothing, you're worthless. So my word has always meant everything to me and my word is my bond. So make me keep my word and let's win a sectional final is what I have to say. Dan, we would love nothing more than that. And I can tell you right now, um, you know, if if that happens, you know, we might just on the bus just might have to send you a FaceTime so the boys can, you know, hold you to your word. So, um, you know, we'll we'll connect it. We'll connect at some point And hopefully we're connecting next week after this is this is over uh, over with. But uh, I really appreciate the time that you gave me this morning. And I know that the boys really appreciated the time that you gave them last week. You're doing a great job. Well, thank you. And I appreciate that. And, and obviously, God bless and Godspeed with all your preparation and I, like I told you, and you know what, I, I say it's talking about being a man of, of your word. Monday, November 4th, I am back here in the city, and the next day is Election Day, and then I have the lady's birthday. So Monday, November 4th, there is nothing on the schedule except for the fact that I will be at JD, so I will see you there. Sounds great, Dan. Thank you. All right, take care. Bye-bye. That coming from Paul Bonus one more time. You heard it. I'm going to the game. I hope you are. Baldwinsville, I respect and love that community. Liverpool, I, lo- I love and respect that community. I am excited. I'm ecstatic about what's coming up here. These gentlemen have been absolutely tremendous and great. And the great thing about this is you got David and Goliath right now, and the Warriors, uh, you know, they got that shield, and the logo shows it to you. That logo shows you, you know, that Warriors logo that you're seeing right here, that David and Goliath, that they're ready for battle, they're ready to fight, and Baldwinsville is that team, they are that Goliath, and, you know, David is coming after them, and David's already come after Henniger, and David's already come after FM, 
So I definitely appreciate everything that Paul Bonus and the team has done. It was my absolute pleasure, honor, and privilege to speak with those gentlemen. You can go back and watch those videos on facebook.com backslash live now DT where you are right now. You can also go to our Wake Up Call official page on Facebook, which is at Wake Up Call DT. And I hope that you check it out there. The individual videos with Paul Bonus and Adam Ritter. Paul Bonus and Jack Pento and Paul Bonus and Mike Salinas go out and see them today. So I'm very, 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 very excited for this Monday, November 4th. I'm pumped and I hope the best for these kids. So hopefully all will work out and all will be well. And, you know, no matter what, you know, student athletes across our great central and upstate New York are going to be showcased with Baldwinsville and Liverpool. And I hope the best to everyone that's going to be out there. I hope the best to both teams and all those kids. And and like I said, I hope Liverpool makes me keep my word. So I'll take a step aside here right now and wake up call with Dan Tortora for a fast break. When I come back, I will be featuring potentially another very special guest. We may be having a little trick up our sleeve here in just a moment, but not before you hear from Home Team Pub, where we had our Liverpool Warriors boys soccer show. Hopefully, we'll we'll have another one very soon, and where we host Liverpool Athletics exclusive shows brought to you by Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora every single month. 